Hello everyone and welcome to Christ Fellowship Online. My name is Jeannie Rodriguez and I want to thank you so much for joining us. If this is your first time, I want to invite you to pause the broadcast and fill out a connection card at cfmemory.org connect. This will help us connect with you and know how we can best serve you during this season. And now, a special message by Pastor Rick. Exodus 20 verse 16. God says, thou shalt not. Everybody say, thou shalt not. Yeah, thou shalt not bear false witness against thy neighbor. Now, with that in mind, listen to James 3. The tongue. Everybody say the tongue. Yeah, the tongue is a small part of the Bible, but, but, consider what a, yeah, a great forest is set on fire by a small spark. Well, everybody grab a seat at all of our campuses. And I want to set things up today by, by sharing this with you. A few years back, I, I came home from the office, plunked down in my rocking chair at the house and turned on the evening news. Just in time, as it turned out, to catch this breaking news story that was coming in from the West Coast. This breaking story had to do with a wildfire that had broken out in the Southern California area. And folks, as I looked at this on the news, this wildfire was spreading like, well, like, like wildfire. Yeah. Now, I want you to stay in the story because every evening when I would come home, I would turn on the news and they would give an accounting of all of this destruction that was spreading through this wildfire. I mean, whole forests were being burned down to the ground. Properties were being decimated. Houses were being torched. Entire neighborhoods were being scorched. Animals were being killed. Even some of the firefighters were dying in these fires. And get it, they, they were spreading so rapidly that they were actually naming these fires. They had, they were, I kid you not, they were giving proper names to the fires. And folks, for all intent and purposes, it looked like these fires were unstoppable. And they were torching everything in their path. Take a look. This is a lot of expensive homes over here. Remember that? Now stay with me because nobody seemed to know how these fires got started. None of the officials need, seemed to, to know what had ignited, what had, had sparked these wildfires. And if I remember right, they had ruled out lightning. At any rate, a, a, about a week into these decimating fires, news broke again. But this time the news was about a 15-year-old boy. Oh yeah, his mother and father, this 15-year-old, they had brought their, their son to the police station. 
And they said to their son, they said, you tell the police, you tell them what you did. And I'll never forget it, this 15-year-old boy, almost in unbelief, he said, all I did was light a match. He said, we were, we were, we were playing with matches, and, and again, almost in unbelief, he said, all I did was, was strike a match, and there was this wildfire. This kid had no idea that one little match could spark a fire that would burn down everything in its path, but it happened. Now, let me turn a corner and bring all of that over to the ninth commandment. Because folks, what an image of the words that come out of our mouths. And by that, I mean just like one little match... <laughs> sparked a fire that burned down everything in its path. Listen, listen, just like that. And this is my proposition. This is what I want you to walk out the door with. Just like that. One little word that comes out of your mouth. Two little words that come out of your mouth. A stream of little words that come out of your mouth. Listen, can start a fire that can burn people's lives down to the ground. That's the power of the words that come out of our mouths. Now you might be saying, wait, what? What, what, what? what do you mean, Rick, my, my, my words can start a fire? What do you mean my words can burn somebody's life or burn my marriage or burn my family, family to the ground? What do you mean by that? Well, we're going to find out. As we look at commandment number nine. How many of you have your listening guides at all of our campuses? Let me tell you, this is one. Please, please, please write it in the notes. Pencil in the back, fill in the blanks. I want to give you two big thoughts about the words that come out of your mouth and out of my mouth. Here's what God says about them. Number one, if you're filling in the blanks, so important. God condemns words that burn. Let me say that again. God condemns words that burn. Now, with that in mind, listen to commandment number nine. Number nine. God says, thou shalt not bear false witness against thy neighbor. Now, everybody heads up, because that's pretty straightforward, isn't it? I mean, God, this is a strict prohibition. God is speaking to his children, and God says, I am giving you a strict prohibition against bearing false witness against your neighbor. By the way, the, the, the word bear false witness, it's the idea of spreading false witness. This is a prohibition against spreading a lie against your neighbor. By the way, your neighbor, when the Bible says your neighbor, it means anybody other than you. That's your neighbor. Put another way, it's all people. In fact, write this down as a, just so you get it. This command, commandment number nine, has to do with how you treat people. It has to do with how you treat people. 
Now, I want you to put your thinking caps on. I need to give you a little theology before we move forward. So thinking caps on. When you look at the Ten Commandments, the first four have to do with how you treat God. In other words, number one tells us to love God. Number two tells us to worship God. Number three says to hallow God's name. And number four says keep God's commandment, I mean, uh, God's Sabbath. So the first four have to do with how you treat, treat God. But check this out. The following six have to do with how you treat your neighbor, people. In fact, Jesus said you can reduce the Ten Commandments down to two commandments. He said the first four could be reduced down to this. Love the Lord your God with all of your heart, with all of your soul, and with all of your mind. The, the, the subsequent six commandments, Jesus said, can be reduced down to this. Love thy neighbor. Yeah, your neighbor as you love yourself. Love people. Now, listen. If you call yourself a Christian, if you call yourself a child of God, I want you to lean in. Because if you are a Christian, that makes you God's daughter. If you are a Christian, that makes you God's son. And that means God Almighty is your dad. That means God Almighty is your father. And I want to tell you something about your father. Your father cares about people. And your father cares about how you treat people. You see, as his son and daughter, you... You are a reflection of your dad. People are taking their cues about what God is like by looking at you. <laughs> and so God is saying, therefore, God is saying, I want you to care about people like I care about people. I want you to treat people like I would treat people. I want you to speak to people. And I want you to speak about people in a way that builds them up. <laughs> So with that in mind, write this down as B. Bearing false witness burns people down. That's why this says, God says, thou shalt not. What's the next word? Bear false witness against your neighbor. The word bear carries the idea of spreading. Spreading lies about somebody. Why, does, why is God so strong on this? It's simple. Because spreading a lie about somebody can burn down that person's reputation. Let me say that again. Spreading a false story about somebody can burn down their good name. And listen, child of God, I can think of nothing more hateful that you could do to another person than to spread rumors and to spread lies and to spread false accusations against them in a way that it begins to tear down who they are before other people. So here's the point. Write this down as one, two, three, and four. Number one, here's what we need to know. Words can be flammable. Flammable. James says this. Boy, how picturesque can you make it? James says, in James, in James, God says this, the tongue also is a what? Yeah, it's a fire. 
You say, meaning what? Meaning, everybody look at this. This is a fire starter. Words that come off your tongue start fires that can be hard to put out. I don't even have to tell you, wars have been started by the words that came out of somebody's mouth. Divorces have been triggered by, by words that came out of somebody's mouth. People never speak to one another for the rest of their life. Why? Because of the words that came out of somebody's mouth. And we, and, and we can be like the kid who started the California fires. We could be like, you know, the kid said, all I did was, was strike a match. And, and there, there was this forest fire. We can, we can be just like that. We can say, all I said was, all I said was, and it's like you light a match. And folks, here's what God is trying to teach us. Write this down as little number two. Words can burn down relationships. Words can burn down relationships. And yet some people never figure that out. And so they go through their life burning down relationships. And you know what they'll always say? They'll always say something like this. All I said to her was, and she lost it. Yeah, all, all, I, all I said to him was, and he divorced me. All I said to her was, and she became very depressed. And they go through their life, listen, torching relationships with their husband, with their wife, with their sons, with their daughters, with their co-workers, with their business partners, with their teammates. And they never get it. They never get it. It's the words coming out of their mouth. Listen, a lot of, of the regrets that we have relationally, a lot of the relational regrets that we have with other people could be avoided if we would have just watched our mouth. If we just watch our mouth. Which is why Psalm 141 says this, Set a, a guard over my mouth, Lord. God, guard my big mouth. <laughs> Guard my big mouth. Keep a watch over the, the door of my lips. This is a prayer. God, please help me to watch my mouth. Why? Because my mouth can burn down my relationship with my husband, with my wife, with my son, with my daughter, with my friends, with my, with my coworkers. In fact, for folks, words, listen, words that are sarcastic, words that are cutting, Words that are demeaning to people are highly flammable. Words like, you're so stupid. Words like, you're ugly. Words like, I wish you were as pretty as she is. Words like, you'll never measure up to that. I'm telling you, those are highly flammable words. And here's what you need to know about those kind of flammable words. Write this down. It's three. We missed it in your outline, so you're going to have to write it out to the side, but please do. It's so important. Flammable words can burn down a life. Can burn down a life. Listen to Proverbs 18. The tongue has the power of life and 
What? Yeah, death. You say, meaning what? Meaning, everybody look at this. Everybody look at this. That two-ounce slab of mucous membrane tucked behind your ivory palace gates, it has the power to give life to people. It can inspire people. It can encourage people. But that same instrument can kill. It can kill a person's belief in themselves. It can kill a person's happiness. It can kill a person's self-esteem. It can kill a person's marriage. It, 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 is a, it can cause them to even want to kill themselves. I mean, think about it, folks. Isn't it true that, that we're, 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 we're very much aware of how other people's words impact us? But we can be totally clueless about how our words impact them. We can be totally clueless of how dripping with sarcasm our words can be. We can be totally clueless about how cutting our words can be. We can be totally clueless at how loud we're being to a child. We can be totally clueless about how our words are hurtful. By the way, you remember that childhood rhyme? Sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me. What a lie that is. Words can be more hurtful than sticks and stones. They are more hurtful. Listen, a person can get over being whacked by a stick. A person can get over being whacked by a rock. But there are words that can come out of your mouth that people will never get over. You can say something, out that, like a little spark, that is so flammable and it burns somebody so bad that they never, ever get over it. They carry the pain, they carry the hurt with them for the rest of their life. By the way, can I, can, can I say something to all of us, but maybe especially to our younger people? To our middle schoolers? Can I say something to our high schoolers? Listen, if you think it's cool to cut people down with your words, if you think it's cool to speak sarcastically with, to, to people with your if you think it's cool to hurt people with your words, to sort of bring them down and lift you up, listen, if you think that, that's a cool thing to do, I want you to listen to what Jesus has to say about those kind of words. When you say something like, you're so stupid, to your friends, when you say, she's a fool, they're so dumb, she's so ugly. When you say those kind of cutting words, here's what Jesus has to say about that. Listen to this, so powerful. Jesus says, anyone who says, this is all of us, anyone who says, you fool, by the way, the Greek word there is moron. Yeah, you moron, you ugly, you stupid. Anyone who says that, will be in danger of the fire of what? Of what? Of what? It's not up there. <laughs> will be in danger of the fire of hell. You say, Rick, what does that mean? You know, I'm not quite sure. But I can tell you this. 
you better deal drastically with the words that are coming out of your mouth or Jesus says he's going to deal drastically with you. It's pretty severe. Pretty strong language. Now, you know, you might be here and, you know, how many of us would say, hey, hey, wait, 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 I'm not the one lighting the fire. I'm the one getting burned. Right? How many of you are thinking, hey, Rick, I'm the one getting torched by somebody's words. I'm the, I'm the one getting torched by somebody's cheese may. Yeah, so write that down as number four. Cheese may <laughs> delights in spreading the flames. Listen to this verse again. Thou shalt not, what's the next word? Bear false witness. The word bear false witness, there's the idea of spreading it. Spreading it. Now listen, this word don't bear, it's, it's the image. This is very graphic. This is the image of a tail bearer. In the English, in the English language, we call, we call somebody, we'll, we'll say, she's a tail bearer. He's a tail bearer. It means they're a gossip. They're a gossip. But in the Spanish, you all say, Chisme. Now, I learned that this week. I learned a, a great Spanish. Chisme. I can't even say taco sometimes. You know, that's, my, that's the limit of my, my Spanish. But, but I learned chisme. But here's what I learned. Chisme is more graphic. Chisme means give me the lowdown. Right? Am I right? Chisme means give me the cutting stuff. Give me the hurtful stuff. Give me the flammable stuff so I can spread it like a wildfire. Folks, don't miss this. Tail bearers, gossip, chisme, people like that delight in spreading the failures of other people. They can't wait to strike the match, to set the flames afire with their, their gossip, which is, why, which is why the book of Proverbs, which is a book of wisdom, has a lot to say about gossips. Here's what it says. One, Proverbs 26 says this. This is so picturesque. Without wood, a fire what? A fire goes out. Here's the contrast. Without a gossip, what happens? A quarrel dies down. But listen, a gossip doesn't want the quarrel to die down. They want to add fuel to the fire. And mind you, folks, a gossip can be very skillful at hiding their happiness. They come up to us with downcast eyes. Have you heard about so-and-so? She's so stupid. But boy, I feel sorry for you. Have you heard about what's going on with them? And they're loving it. They love gossip. But child of God, daughter of God, son of God, you need to know God hates it. God hates gossip and God has a word of advice to us about hanging out with gossips in the book of Proverbs. Listen to what God says about a gossip. Here's what he says. He says, Proverbs 11, a gossip, what, a, a gossip does what? Betray. Betrays confidence. You know what that means? That means if somebody will talk about other people behind their back to you, oh yeah, oh yeah, they'll talk about you. To other people behind your back. So you know what God is saying to do here with gossips? Run! 
Run from them. Get away. Listen to what he says. He continues. Proverbs 16. A perverse person stirs up conflict. And a gossip does what? Separates friends. You know what a gossip does? A gossip gets into a circle of friends and divides one of them off and pulls everybody over here and says, she's no good. She's so stupid. She's so, she doesn't fit in with us. They separate friends. Middle school students, high school students, run from a gossip. Amen? Run from them. Don't you destroy that lone person and let them be separated. Proverbs 18, God says, the words of a gossip are like choice morsels. Why? They go down to the inmost parts. In other words, they hurt that person at the deepest level of the heart and soul. By the way, by the way, with the advent of social media, somebody can gossip about us and spread a wildfire that's almost nearly impossible to put out. By the way, did you know that middle school, high school suicide rates are at an all-time high? In fact, it's, it's, now, it's now acceptable for high school students, middle school, to kill themselves. Why? Well, of course you'd want to kill yourself rather than being torched every day of your life. Can I tell you young people something? Maybe some of them, I want to be careful, but, but watch out for social media. I'm telling you, I made a choice a long time ago. I'm just not going on it. You know why? You know why? Because I don't want everybody to know everything about me. I don't want everybody to know every time I'm going to the toilet. I don't want everybody to know every time I'm sitting down to eat. I don't need to be on that. I don't need to get a thumbs up or a thumbs down from them. I get my thumbs up from God. I don't need somebody else's affirmation of me. Beware of it. But God forbid that you and I, as a child of God, should ever engage on setting people on fire with our words. God forbid that we should do that. God condemns words that burn. Okay, enough for the negative. Here's the positive. There's always a positive to these commands. Here's the positive. Write this down as big number two. God commends words that bless. Don't you love that? God commends words that bless. Listen to what James 3, God says in James 3. God says, out of the same mouth can come words of what? Blessing. Blessing. Folks, I love that. God is saying to you and me, God is saying, out of the same mouth that you may be speaking words that hurt people, out of the same. In other words, you don't even need to get a new mouth. You can use the same one you've still got. You can keep it because out of the same mouth, you can speak words that bless people. Listen, when you leverage your words to speak blessing to people, you're never more, you're never more like your father. Amen. So here's what I want to encourage us to do. Write this down as A and B. I'm gonna, I'm gonna wrap this up. This, this gets so important right here. Speak the blessing to people. And I mean speak the blessing. Not just a blessing, speak the blessing. To people. Now, let me tell you what I mean here. One of the most beautiful acts that happens in the Bible is the act of speaking the blessing to someone. 
In other words, when someone spoke the blessing to their son, when somebody spoke the blessing to their daughter, when somebody spoke the blessing to their husband, to their wife, that was always very special. Because when you spoke the blessing to them, what you were doing was you were speaking words of favor. You were speaking words of favor on your son. You were speaking words of affirmation. You were speaking words of acceptance on that person. And, and receiving the blessing is very powerful. Amen. Especially if it's coming from somebody you admire, somebody you love. Like a father, a mother, a husband, a wife. <laughs> For example, when, 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 when Isaac spoke the blessing on Jacob, when he spoke the blessing... The, the, the blessing was so inspiring to Jacob that Jacob rose up and started the nation that we know today as Israel. That's how powerful the blessing is. Let me give you another example of this. When I was a little boy, my dad always spoke the blessing to me. Always. And don't get me wrong, my dad was an alcoholic. He was drunk a lot of my life. He left us a lot, eventually divorced my mom, but I always knew he loved me, and my dad always spoke the blessing to me. Many of you know I played Little League ball, I played ball in middle school and high school, but I especially remember when I was in Little League, I, I was a catcher, and my dad would always stand right behind me at the backstop, and he would speak the blessing. I remember I would be catching, so I'm catching the pitcher, and sometimes the ball would, would get by me and it would go to the backstop. And I'd run back to the backstop to pick up the ball, and Dad would be right there. And as I would pick up the ball, he would say, son, you're the best player out there. And, I, and I'd be like. <laughs> you know, and, then, and then a little later, you know, I'm catching him, and the ball gets by me, and I go back there, and I go to pick up the ball, and, and Dad's there, and as I pick up the ball, he says, son, the Yankees are gonna draft you one day. <laughs> yeah. Now, folks, I was probably the worst player out there. <laughs> But I cannot tell you what a game changer speaking the blessing to me was. Those words were so inspiring. Those words would cause me to believe in myself that I could do it. And here's what I want you to understand. Listen, so important. There are people in your life who long for you to speak the blessing to them. Could be a husband, a wife, a son, a daughter. A friend, a teammate, a coworker. Listen, when God puts somebody on your mind to speak the blessing, do it right then. Just text them and say, hey, I just want to tell you how awesome you've been in my life. I just want to tell you how much I love you. I just want to tell you, tell you, you know, what a difference you've made in my life. Listen, you never know. You might be saving somebody's life. You never know. Remember that song from the fray back in the day, How to Save a Life? You might be doing that. Speak the blessing. And listen, for God's sake, for God's sake, write this down as B. Don't withhold the blessing. Don't withhold the blessing. Because listen, just as life-giving as it is to speak the blessing to someone, to withhold the blessing can be equally deadly. I know children who grew up to be dads, moms, adults, who never got the blessing from their dad, and they're still depressed about it to this day. I know adults 
who as a child never got the blessing from mom and are struggling with it to this day. I know wives who never get the blessing from the husband. I know husbands who never receive the blessing from their wife who struggle, who get depressed, who get discouraged. You see, that, that's the power of speaking the blessing. Now, you might be saying, Rick, 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 hold it. I, you know, I can't speak the blessing to my son. You don't, know, you don't know how stupid he is. I'll speak the blessing when he changes. You know, I can't speak the blessing to my wife because my husband, you know, they're being too stupid. I, I, when they change, I will, no, 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 no. You go ahead and speak the blessing now. You go ahead and speak the blessing now. Let me give you an illustration of this. I was thinking back this week. When I was a little boy, my mother was probably the greatest blessing in my life, by far. She was there the day I was born. And you know what? Did you know she told me one day, she said, nobody even, sh she was in the hospital five days. She said, nobody showed up till the fifth day. It was just me and her for four days. Yeah. I remember when dad was drunk, when dad was hitting, slapping, cussing, mom being there to stand between us, to get us and run. She told me that we slept on my grandma's front porch for a year. That was home. I remember a kid pinning me down and about to pound my face into the ground and I see mom's hand knock this kid like five feet. She was a great mom. But folks, when I became a Christian, and specifically after I gave my life to the ministry, she turned on me. I don't know what happened, but she, something snapped, and she just turned against me. For example, I remember between trying to get from undergrad to graduate school, and I was playing, paying my own way. Church wasn't helping me. Family wasn't helping me. Just some money from SAT scores that I got, but basically nothing. I was having to work and put my way. And so between those, those times, I, I asked Mom and dad were back together, and, and I said, for a brief time, but I said, Dad, could, could, could I come and stay with you through the summer so I can save up a little bit of money just to, to start grad school? Ask your mom. She not only told me no, she cussed at me to make sure I got no. Later on, when I became a pastor, till her dying day, she never heard me preach, never came to church, Never. When I gave her, when I wrote a book, I gave her a copy of the book, and she said, I, nah, I don't, I'm not a reader. And so I left it with her anyway, just never touched it, never mentioned it. Now, I don't want you to feel sorry for me because God gave me peace about that, it never bothered me. I never was like, oh, woe is me. I'm just telling you that because, because I want you to kind of fast forward to, to my mom's latter days because I would go up to Charlotte to see her, I would go visit with her, tell her how much I love her and how much I cared about her. But when she was on her sick bed, I'll never forget, she said to me one night, she said, Ricky, I was the most awful mother to you that a son could have ever had. She said, Rick, I was the most terrible mom a son could have ever had. And folks, I, I, I could hear in her words that she was carrying a heavy burden. And I could see it in her demeanor 
that, that this was something that was weighing her down. And I knew she had been carrying this burden for a long time because I had spotted it already in her demeanor around me. I knew it was bothering her. I knew it was troubling her. But when she said that, I've been the most terrible mother that, that you've ever had, I knew those words were telltale signs of a weight that was just pushing her down. And folks, I also knew that the words that would come out of my mouth in response to that would either lift the burden off of her or would crush her. And so in the moment, I asked God for the right words. The book of Proverbs says, a word fitly spoken is like apples of gold and pictures of silver. You know, I, I could have said, Mom, look, look, I forgive you, but man, were you ever mean to me. I, I could have said, you know, Mom, I, 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 forgive, I forgive you. I, I let it go. But boy, oh boy, I can't believe you did that. I could have said that. But I didn't. I chose to speak the blessing to her in the moment. And I remember I said to her, I said, Mom, you were the best mother a son could have ever had. I said, Mom, not only were you not the worst mom, you were the spectacular mom. You were there when I came into this world. Mom, you were there when Dad was drunk. Mom, you were there when I went my first day to school. Mom, you were there when, when Chucky was going to beat me up. Mom, you were there with me all the way. You were the best mom. And I could just see the burden come off her. Tears were coming down her face. Listen, speak the blessing. You can save somebody's life. No, I got to tell you, I got to tell you, I had planned to stop the message right there. But right at, toward the end of the, preparing for this, I just felt like I had to say this. Because if you're going to be able to speak the blessing in times like that, you need to, to, to know this. So write this now to see. God speaks his blessing on you. God speaks his blessing on you. And I'm talking about everybody in this room. In fact, listen to Genesis 5. The Bible says when God created mankind, that's you and me, he made them in the, in the likeness of God. Wow. Listen to the next verse. He created them male and female, boys and girls, men and women. He created them men and fe men and fe uh, male and female, and he what? He blessed them. He blessed them. Folks, how much clearer could God speak the blessing on you than to say that when he made you, he made you like him? Male and female, he says, I made every one of you like me. He said, Rick, what does that mean? That means there's something of God in you. Every time God looks at you, God sees something of himself in you. It's his likeness. It's his it's his image that's in you. It's the impress of his majesty. Listen, folks, that's the voice of truth. When you hear that, I'm made in the image of God, you're hearing the voice of truth. You see, there are all kinds of voices out there that want to tell you who you are, what you're like. And it's often Satan bearing false witness against you. It's a lie. Sometimes the, you can bear false witness against yourself in your head. In other words, somebody says you're ugly and you start saying, you know, I am kind of ugly. Somebody says you'll never amount to anything and you start saying, you know, I never will amount to anything. Somebody says you'll never measure up. You know, I never will measure up. 
Listen, that's a lie from hell. God says, I will tell you who you are, not anybody else. You listen to his voice, he'll tell you. By the way, I heard this story of a mother who spoke the blessing to her four-year-old boy. His name was Jonathan. She would speak the blessing to him every night. And the way she would do that, she would tell him stories about his heroes. Stories about Buzz Lightyear, Spider-Man, Superman. Stories about biblical heroes like David and Daniel. And then when she would tell him the stories about his heroes, she would always say to him, she'd say, Jonathan, Jonathan, you're my Buzz Lightyear. You're my Superman. Jonathan, you're my Spider-Man. Well, one night she told him the story of, of the heroes. And she left the room, closed the door, and started going down the stairs to go to bed. And all of a sudden she hears this cry coming from Jonathan up the stairs. And so she turns around, she runs back up the stairs, opens the door, and she says, Jonathan, what's wrong? What's the matter? What's the matter? And he said, Mom, Mom, you forgot to tell me who I am. You forgot to tell me who I am. Listen, there are all kind of voices out there who want to tell you who you are. But God says, I'll tell you who you are. There are voices in our head that want to tell us you'll never amount to anything. But God says, you're a child of God. There are voices in our head that would say, I'm ugly. God says, let me tell you who you are. You're made in my image. There are voices out there that would say, you'll never measure up. God says, let me tell you who you are. You have my favor. Satan's voice always wants to tear us down, but God says, don't listen to that voice. Don't listen to the voices necessarily in your head. God says, let me tell you who you are. Take a listen to this, this message. Fighting voices in my mind that say I'm not enough. Every single lie that tells me I will never measure up. Mm-hmm. Am I more than just the sum of every high? You'll have every failure 
everybody, listen, listen. And all of our campuses, listen, there are all kinds of voices out there, voices out there, voices in our head. And there's the voice of God. And the question is, which voice are you going to listen to? Whose voice are you going to believe? We choose today to believe the voice of God. Amen? So here's what I want to challenge you to do. I want you to grab a seat for just one more moment. I want you to do this. We're going to kill some giants today. Amen? So I want you to write down on your paper, you've got three blanks. Number one, I want you to write down what lie, what false witness has Satan put in your head that today we're going to say, I don't believe that anymore. I believe what God has to say about me. Write that lie down. What is it? Secondly, we're going to fix some relationships. Who do you need to call today? And say, I'm sorry for the words that came out of my mouth that hurt you. Maybe it was 20 years ago in high school. Maybe it was on the job. Maybe it was a team, maybe. Maybe it was a worker. Maybe it was somebody in your home. Husband, wife, child, daughter. Who do you need to talk to and say, I'm sorry? I was wrong. If there's anything I can do to heal the wound, I want to help. And then thirdly. Who do you need to call today and speak the blessing to? Who do you need to call and say, I just want to tell you, you were the best mom, the best dad. You're the greatest son. You're the greatest daughter. I just want to tell you, I love you. I'm praying for you. Who do you need to call today? You see, we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna save some people's lives. Amen. We're going to put joy. We're going to inspire people. Christ Fellowship is going to be known as a church that speaks the blessing to people. So let's all stand together at all of our campuses. We're going we're gonna to go out in a moment. I want to ask our campus pastors to come forward right now to dismiss us and to pray for us. Christ Fellowship, I love you all. God bless you. Speak the blessing. I love you all. If you want to take your next step as a believer, we want to hear about it. Let us know at cfmemmy.org connect and filling out a connection card. We want to thank you so much for joining us. We love you and God bless.